Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yep, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. We have some fun, spooky magic for you today. We have Lauren Parker, yes, a member of West Coast Taps. She has her own haunted house. She does a lot of legend tripping with Ricky Rocket of Poison. They have their own show. But before we get to Lauren, where's Patty? Um, and as I've been saying weekly, I really have no idea 99% of the time. But if you were listening to this on the week of November 7th, when we first dropped, Monday, November 7th, I just got back from Concord, Massachusetts, and I'm sure I had a fabulous time. It's a beautiful city, so I hear. So I'm going to remember um, at a beautiful, haunted, old, historic hotel, my dear friend Sam Baltrusis, and it's going to be an intimate, no, it was an intimate, beautiful, I love taping these three days early, um, event. So I just got back from there, and last week I was in New Orleans, and it was the great time I knew it was going to be. It was five days of the place you want to be for Halloween. The vampire ball went amazing. The witch's ball, I got to host an MC and it was amazing. I got to do a ritual at midnight and, and it was so wonderful being hosted by AMC and interview with the vampire TV show. And they were posting us. So, um, I will be posting lots of photos soon and, uh, join us in new Orleans next Halloween, because honestly, there's nowhere better to be did seance on Sunday, took over the House of Blues for four days, and I'll sleep next year is what I'm going to do. Um, but pretty much where I am is right here. I'm home this week, but I'm doing a lot of things that I can't, you guys can't do. I'm not teaching again. Oop, I hear the Willow, Willow Report coming up. Um, I don't have any classes. I'm filming two different projects. One, I'm going to be in Nevada somewhere, which I can't tell you yet, but you'll be excited when you find out. And then I'm working on another film, a documentary, which I'm really excited about, some very historic thing. And we're doing a seance at my house to look into the reality of it all. And my next class up will be up on next week and I'm going to be teaching on spirit guides so if you're curious about spirit guides how many we have if you have one if you have a lot I'm going to give you my interpretation of spirit guides and how many we do have but that's not this Tuesday next week until then catch up on my YouTube page how long have you been I put all of these on there I have all sorts of my lessons my classes clips from my TV shows, clips from my YouTube. So Patty Negri YouTube, check it out. Check out some of my old newsletters. Check out the school, University Magicus. So if you need a Patty fix, I mean, I don't know that you do, but if you need a Patty fix, even though I'm not that accessible online, I am everywhere. Bathroom walls across America. So check it out. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. Um, so anyway. Where's Patty? I am here in Los Angeles. No, I'm not. I'm in Nevada somewhere. And then I am home. And then I'm going to Australia. Ah! But more about that later. Um, and I do have something. Oh, oh, to make plans now, the first week in December, join me. I have two things in the Dallas area. I'm going to do a three-day event, a Patty Witchy event at Miracles of Joy in Dallas, Texas area. 
for three days workshops and seances and private sessions. And then I'm moving across the city to the, oh my gosh, Ekankia Center. It's a brand new healing center. Ekankia, I'm probably butchering it. I'll get it right next week. Um, where I'm also doing a seance and private readings and workshops. So two opportunities over five different days in Dallas area the first week of December. So all of you on that side of the world, come see me. I would love to see you. That's Patty. I'm somewhere. Guess what time it is? It is time for the Willow Report. Yes, there's our opening yawn every week. Now, this week, the Willow Report, you may have heard her during my entire Where's Patty. We're going to talk about Willow being cranky right now. And you might have noticed a lot of people are cranky over the last couple of years because of this darn COVID thing. Well, it doesn't just affect us. Sometimes we have to remember it affects our little babies. <sighs> Willow had her first victim of the COVID. One of her regular playdate, as many of you know that almost every single day of the week, 15 to 20 dogs show up in our backyard for the Willow playdate. Little dogs, big dogs, and one cat named Binks. And they play and play and play for about an hour every day. Well, sadly, as is the way, this week, one of our members, the human side of things, got COVID. So they decided it's best to wait, even though it's outdoors and even though they decided it would be best to not have a play date. So Willow has not had a play date in five days and she's completely punishing us for it. Aren't you, baby girl? Really barky, really cranky, really needy. She just doesn't understand. So remember it affects them too. When we were wearing all those masks, your pet doesn't get invited and said hello and petted because we were keeping so much distance. So remember besides us feeling, oh, we are bothered by all this. Our babies do too. So give them a little extra love. So right now she is still in the midst of it. And we were thinking that we could start another one today, but no, it rained in Los Angeles for the first time in forever. And which is great because we need it, but it totally affected her play date. So the day she was supposed to have it, the day we promised her she could go back, you could see she's just hiding away, hiding away. So this is Cranky Willow because she doesn't have her play date and she doesn't want to look at the camera. Now, I must say her and Grace have been tearing up the house more than ever because she has a built-in play date. They run and run and run and knock things down and break things. How many things have you broken this week, Willow? Oh, I think about a dozen things. And the funny thing is, because I've been gone for this entire time, my poor husband, Carrie, the drummer, had to deal with cranky dog, chaotic cat, no play date, punishment, and mom missing. <laughs> but I'll be here next week. No, I won't. I forgot such a secret I can't tell you but remember your babies that they feel it too even if they're not directly affected remember they could emotionally connect with you they can tell when you're sad or angry or scared so just give them a little extra love and then maybe just maybe they'll look at the camera once in a while or not that's the willow report Hi, everybody. Okay, this week's magic lesson, we're going back to the kitchen. Yes, this girl who gets kicked out of any kitchen she goes to, though I did Master Chef, 
going back to kitchen magic because we're getting into the holiday season. We are there with Halloween over, Thanksgiving approach, approaching, Christmas, Hanukkah, Yule, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. So much of it is surrounded by food. Remember how important that preparation of that food is energetically. You guys are all magical people. And I talk all the time about putting love into your kids' oatmeal and not putting your anger or your frustration because it's an ingredient, I promise. So when you are cooking those Christmas chocolate chip cookies that I hear my producer makes fabulously, she does, she does, um, or the funny corn casserole that mama taught you how to make, remember to put love into it. Remember to put good intention into it. And even tell people when you do, just say, I put a little abundance into this casserole dish. Everybody's going to be really happy about it, and everybody is going to have something extra to talk about other than politics and the weather and how much illness they have because of COVID. We could talk about magic. You could talk about cinnamon brings passion to almost anything. So a little extra cinnamon in your hot cocoa, cinnamon on your apples. Apples are for love, and it doesn't have to go to find a new love. Serving apple pie to your family members at any holiday with a little cinnamon on it, is love and passion and really good things. Remember, red foods are all about love in every form. Now, if Uncle Bob gets cranky sometimes, add a little basil to everything. Basil stops arguments. Basil calms things down. Remember the basic ingredients. Go clockwise, clockwise, clockwise when you are adding. Go counterclockwise, counterclockwise, counterclockwise when you are removing, whether that's stirring your cake mix or your cup of coffee. So love and magic. And again, my little secret, birthday candles do wonders. Burn a little birthday candle out for love, for family togetherness, for communication, for health and happiness. Magic is everywhere, and you certainly want it in your holiday cooking. Even if your holiday cooking is like my mother-in-law's, who... Of course, my husband married me after his mom. I remember my first Christmas with her, I must say. Um, she was not a cook at all. That's why my husband learned to cook, because he wanted to eat. So she used to put out little tidbits. Any of you old enough to remember Cher in Mermaid? She had all these little things with toothpicks in it. Well, Carrie's mom did the same. But this last year, or several years ago now, she had little things with toothpicks, like little meatball, little cheese, all the normal things but they were frozen. She forgot to thaw them out. And, and Carrie's like, but they're frozen, mom. She goes, yeah, you just pop it in the microwave. So whatever your cooking style or lack thereof, put in love and all will be well. So magic is everywhere and certainly, certainly in your kitchen. I have some really fun kind of spooky magic for you today. I have I have you with us, paranormal investigator, member of TAPS West Coast, Lauren Parker. So thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. We have, we have met just a couple times. We were talking about it. I met, I think the first time I met you was at Scare LA or one of those uh, horror conventions. And I think I moderated a panel with you with Corey with the whole TAPS West Coast team and that's where we met we met I think so yeah and then you also said you came to a seance 
a, a seance at we did maybe at, at cell store or something so we did yeah so we're old friends i've been known each other forever <laughs> <laughs> um so for people who don't know so how did you get into this paranormal world of ours well uh kind of by accident um the, the paranormal kind of chose me i didn't choose the paranormal so i moved into my home in 2009 and right away started experiencing just all kinds of activity and um, ended up having uh, Taps West Coast come and do an investigation at my home. And they found so much evidence. They, you know, decided to come back again and bring more equipment and more team members. And um, they found out that I was a historian and they needed a team historian. and. The rest is history. Wow, that is cool. Yeah. So, so do you still have spirits in your house? I do. Yeah, they they kind of stick around. Okay. Yeah, we um, but we don't really know who they are or why they're here, but you know, they seem to be friendly enough, and you know, I'm still here, so. Right. That's my thought, Pat. Pat. I have a, a, a spirit who lives here and some that come and go. But so long as they're good, they could be yeah. mischievous. But so long as they're good and they don't drain your energy or they don't mess up anything in your life. No. They're, they're fun to have around. Kind of like a dog or a cat or a ghost. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, they're a lot quieter than my children those times, so it's okay. Um, so you are a local, a basic Southern California girl like I am. You kind of live out in the valley. And where I even want to go, which I wasn't going to go first, but I'm so intrigued by it because I'm intrigued by this place. You live out by near Magic Mountain, right? Santa Clarita. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. talking about haunted use, that place has always felt weird to me. And it wasn't just the roller coasters. I've been going there since I was a kid. So, so, so what are behind Magic Mountain? So, you know, the locals here in Santa Clarita, I, I remember when, you know, we were in junior high and high school would always talk about, ooh, Magic Mountain was haunted or the Magic Mountain was cursed. And you always sort of sort of chalked it off as a urban legend or just one of those tales in the valley because we were bored kids. There wasn't much out here except Magic Mountain then. And uh, but come to find out there is tad bit of truth to that oh and i have a ferret walking into my living room right now yay <laughs> living <laughs> maybe the ferret can just join uh, sure. sure i don't know well hopefully she's okay uh anyway sorry about that no. so we you, we sort of chalked it up to being like a local legend and come to find out um as i did a little more research magic mountain is actually built on what we later discovered when they were building the 126, they were doing some work on the 126, uh, that they found a pretty significant Native American burial site. And long story short, through sort of a loophole, they just kind of kept building. Uh, and uh, we've had lots of reports of some strange stuff going on around there. That's fascinating. I wonder, has anybody gone to, like, if there's strange stuff going on that's negative or negatively affecting, has any has anybody ever tried to appease the spirit, the spirit seek? I don't know. You know, I had a, uh, my old neighbor used to work there, and she um, worked nights, so no, none of the, um, the uh, guests were there. 
So she did was like the cleanup crew overnight, and she said there was just some crazy things that went on. She saw, uh, you know, mops and brooms that would just kind of move by themselves, all the way up to full-bodied apparitions. Uh, she she kind of got freaked out. <laughs> Um, I had a, another, actually an employee of mine a couple of years ago, uh, told me that when she was a kid, there used to be a, a little, like a horseback riding ranch in the wash there near Magic Mountain. And she said she and her family had rented a couple of the horses when they were kids and her horse takes off full speed down the wash. And she's, you know, maybe 12 years old, just hanging on for dear life as the horse is galloping full speed. And um, she said, all of a sudden, from out of the bushes comes this tall man in full headdress. Um, and he just stepped out and does one of these. And the horse woed. She was able to get him back under control and turned around and headed back towards the barn. And she turned around and looked and he was gone. Wow. Ooh, yeah. goosebumps. I love that. I love those stories. Um, I must say in that general vicinity, that general, uh, I have done quite a few, few clearing myself. So I think oh. the, land, the land there may be, I mean, where we live, it was Native American Indian land. So sure. almost anywhere you go, it, it had that. But a couple of cases that have, that have been like unsolvable, Really? Many, 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 many people have gone out and just can't quite figure it all out are right huh. there. Really? I didn't know that. I, I mean, there is a lot of history here, but that's that's funny that you say that. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. One is a, a mobile home. I can't go into who and what, but everybody from Barry Taft, everybody has gone out there and trying to figure out what's what. I know the place. Yeah, you probably have gone out there too. It's like, uh, any all the locals know the the mobile home park. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that but that's one of many. Other ones, you know, get cleared, get this or that, but it just seems to be an active area. A lot yeah. of there. Um so um so do you guys do you work a lot with taps? Do you get out there a lot? What do you guys have you noticed things picking up in this last couple of years of activity or you know unfortunately we haven't done a ton of investigations lately because of COVID. Um, so we're just kind of coming out of that, but obviously that put a big stop to like the private home investigations and, you know, businesses were shut down. So it was, it, it kind of stinks. We've done a couple of little private investigations just kind of on our own to get our little paranormal fix in the meantime, but um, we're kind of gearing back up now, which I'm excited yeah. about. Yeah, so. the whole world is kind of gearing back up now. That's yes. what I think as we I'm all going through my ghosty withdrawals. So. <laughs> yeah, the whole world was, you know, go back. I'm doing aircons. It's like people to breathe, to breathe again. Well, I've sat home for two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, you know, nothing too exciting during that time. But we we um, all got together, just a few of us, and did um, a local cemetery out here where some of the members of St. Francis did the victim of St. Francis Dam are buried. Um, and we did Mintryville, which is an old oil town uh, here in town. So yeah, we try to just at least kind of do local stuff every once in a while, just to, just to stay, stay up on our, on our game. So St. Francis Dam, that is the one, the sister to the Lake Hollywood Reservoir, right? That broke. 
Correct. I live directly under that. Directly under. We always oh. say, they always say if it broke, it's flooded all the way to Melrose, which is several miles down the hill from us. But um, did you guys get anything there? Did you notice anything? That is as soon as you said that, that's so that's so intriguing. Being as I live under its twin sister. sister. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's that's bad juju. Um, yeah, we we always find that that's a really active area, um, and you know, understandably so. It just was such a horrible, horrible tragedy, and I feel like a lot of those victims just really sort of didn't get not the recognition, but the they, they were just basically kind of wiped off the face of the earth. And yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably never know all of the, all of the victims. A lot of them were migrant workers and, um, you know, undocumented and there, there was nobody to even claim them because their whole family was wiped out. So if, if anybody was going to, you know, get loud in the paranormal world, I feel like it would probably be them for sure. So, so the, for the people who don't know, there's two, and they were built in the 1920s, somewhere in the 1920s, big, beautiful dams and uh, state of the art of the time built by William Mulholland, both of them, right? Yep. yep. And um, that one broke. <laughs> that one broke, killing yeah. killing everything in its wake. wake. And so then we sit in the middle of Hollywood under the other one, and they they decided true or not that that it wasn't a structural thing is not the reason that the other one broke but it is amazing how much they are up at my dam testing yeah <laughs> well they actually testing like it did the has the dam moved any a little bit don't know right, right. Well, well shortly after yeah. because the saint francis dam and the mulholland dam and they changed the name to hollywood dam because obviously after saint francis broke the name mulholland was not you know, you didn't really want to be downstream of anything he built to <laughs> that. Um, but it was identical to the St. Francis. And they actually ended up covering it up with um, a lot of earth and planting trees just so that, you know, that facade was no no longer there. Yeah, yeah. That's what, and they lower, because yeah, it is now. They filled it up. It's a hill covering where you usually see the deep dam, like other dams. It's Correct. all been filled up beautifully landscaped with pine yep. trees and it's gorgeous. And I go there every single um, every single day of my life, pretty much that I am in town. And it, it really is my sanctuary. But you do see how often they are there testing. They oh, did lower the water water a bit. It's like, oh no, it's safe, but we just want to make sure want to make sure it didn't since since last week. Yeah, we've heard that before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Like I could have waterfront property or underwater property. Well, well very true. Yeah. So, what are your, um, some of your most fun stories or scary stories or whatever of some of the investigations you've done with Taps? I mean, Taps is so famous, both from the TV show, the East Coast Taps, and everything. But you guys have such a great name for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. it's it's so great. My team, I, you know, I've been gosh, 12 years now, I think, and it's just flown by We're we really are like a family. They're so much fun. Um, I guess our, one of my favorites, I always liked doing the Titanic exhibits. We've done that a couple of times. Um, Winchester, love it. It's one of my favorite places. I know that's so cliche, but no, it is. I, I love it. I just think it's beautiful, the architecture. Um, uh, you know, my favorite, though, are probably the private residences. 
just because that kind of resonates with me given my situation. Um, and I really like being able to sort of hopefully give answers to people that are, you know, quite frankly, probably thinking they're going nuts like I was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess my favorite is the, the private homes that we do. Um, we've had some good ones. I think probably the scariest for me, if I'm being honest, is my own home because I live here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't get to go hold the door and walk away. When, yeah, exactly. I, I live it and I, you know, it's, it's always the unknown. And at first yeah. it was really scary. My kids were seeing things too. And, um, I feel like the, the vibe at first was definitely very, very different, um, what caused that to change? I don't know, but there were definitely a couple of years there where it was pretty unnerving. So what kind of stuff happened, goes on or used to, used to go on? What goes on? Um, used to go on all the time were just these horrible bangs. I mean, it, it literally upstairs would sound like someone had just thrown a, table full of plates on the ground and it would literally cause the floor to shake and the lights to flicker and there'd be nothing um you know the still actually the constant knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell that just happened last week i had a friend here and uh he went outside to go check and i'm just sitting there going there's nothing here <laughs> he goes outside and looks and he's like there's nobody here and i'm like yeah, I know. I told you it happens all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but we'd have, you know, the jiggling door handles on the bedrooms a lot. Um, the, we had constant just stomping, stomping, stomping up and down. We have hardwood floors and it was, it sounded like big, heavy boots just constantly up and down and up and down and up and down and in the hallway at all hours of the night. Um, my daughter was, seeing stuff she was maybe two I mean barely you know hardly talking and she was saying she saw a baby with owies on her face um learned a little lullaby from her oh, wow. uh my son had seen he said the man with smoky feet under his door and he drew me a picture and um I'll have to give you the picture when we get yeah, off. I would love to see it. I want to go there. You, I can't, you haven't figured out who or Come what. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. Come um, on over. You haven't figured out who or what. We should at least figure out who or what. I would love that. I would love that. I mean, we've had, gosh, we, we, I mean, we just got so desperate when we moved in because it was so crazy. Uh, I mean, we had called in to have the house cleansed. We had it saged. We had a shaman come in. We had, I mean, just, anything and everything you can think of. We were like, just please try something. And we, I, I really truly considered moving for a while. And fortunately, you know, we had just bought the place. We were newlyweds of a brand new baby at the time. And, you know, what could we do? So it was, it was scary though. It got to the point where it was like, are we going to be able to kind of ride this out or figure this out or, are we going to have to right. just kind of cut our losses and go? Right. 
Right, right. But I think I think pretty much every place is is clearable if you want it. Again, I like happy ghosts. You're a paranormal person. I'm a paranormal person. But not again anything that scares children or takes away your energy. Right. But yeah, I'll gladly come out and give you all my techniques, which are pretty powerful of how to do it yourself, self stop to uh, take care of things. And then you just come keep the, the ghost that you want, not because kids always see. It's people. It's like. Because it hasn't got taught out of them yet, is what I always say. It's like yep. I was seeing spirits since like since I was a kid, and most people, oh, you're oh, you're mad, or that's just not no, not necessarily. So no, you know, I I used to kind of, I, and I I still to this day sounds so crazy because I live in a haunted house and I'm on a paranormal team, but I'll tell you, I'm I'm a, still a big skeptic. Uh, you know, I want to see it, hear it, touch it, you know. But there are just things that I can't explain that, you know, and and I've started now. You hear certain things enough as you go to homes and deal with this kind of thing that the kids always seem to have seen something, always. And now I kind of go, are those imaginary friends your kids have really imaginary Probably not, you know, so I tell, I tell people now, listen to your kids when they're saying that they have their friends or they're seeing something, listen to them, ask questions, you know, because it's probably valid. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, That is, so yeah, you just keep them in check. Again, I firmly believe this is our realm of existence. They have to play by our rules. People just don't know that. So they give the power over to them. So you take it back and you, they live within your boundaries and things and you can do that. You have, I'm again, I'm not going to kind of get all psychic here or anything, but do you have a roundish shaped mirror somewhere in your house that that's what feels active? Um, not, not round. No. Um, I'm trying to think if we had one when we moved in. Because the previous, we bought from the original owner. He was 95 years old. And his wife actually passed in our home. Um, uh, that was part of the reason why he was selling. Because it was just him. But uh, a lot of the furniture he actually had originally left. Um, I don't remember if he had left a mirror or not. I know he'd Bob left one. Not round. I'm just seeing, not even real big. Uh, I, you know what? I actually do have one in the downstairs bathroom. Yes. That's active. Oh, okay. Have you had stuff happen down there in that downstairs bathroom area? Sometimes, yes. Um, you know, we don't use that bathroom very often because it's like the half bath and all of the bedrooms in my home are upstairs. Um, so maybe that's kind of where stuff the congregates because we don't disturb them so much in exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> I think that will do it. Not a lot of life force there to keep it in check. There's a lot of water to feed it. There's mirrors. And I just saw it, not overly large, uh, rounded, like oblong mirror that felt really active to me. So. Okay. You know what? I think we actually got that mirror at an antique store now that you think about it. So I, now that I think about it, so I wonder if there might've been something that maybe hitched a ride to the, to the house. And and you could easily close it down if you if you want to again direct who or what gets to come through here. Okay. Um, oh. and I could tell you, how to do, I would draw home on the back or is that I your favorite visitor that was at my feet? So sorry. <laughs> that is the cutest, the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I know yeah. not most people aren't visual right now, but if anybody is visual, that is the cutest little face, little <laughs> black and white face. Yes, we we rescued 
this little girl uh, two days ago. So we're we're looking for a sanctuary for her. So hopefully soon. But in the meantime, my kids have fallen in love with her and named her Princess Leia. So, <laughs> so maybe you're the sanctuary she was looking for all along. Oh, probably. I, I don't know. It'll probably end up that way because I'm a soccer. So. Yeah. No, that's cute. I I don't think I've ever seen a ferret, a real ferret. Oh, she, well, see, you just have to come by and you can. I will have to talk to your ghost, talk to your ferret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she clearly wanted to be on camera. She has dreams of ferret stardom. So, you know, LA, babe, everybody does. <laughs> She's got a nice face, though. That counts. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. And no, no, this was great. This was good. My, I just hear my willow upstairs. Don't not even get the joy of seeing her. She just took up barking as she does. Okay, so one thing I do hear about you is that you are friends with Ricky from Poison, and you guys yeah. go legend tripping. We do. So he is such a blast, Ricky Rocket. He's the drummer from the band Poison. And he has a channel called Legend Tripping, where basically he answers questions. He investigates urban legends. Uh, It is such a blast. We have so much fun. He really knows his stuff. We've, um, gosh, we've been so many places now. Um, We've investigated the Billy Whack Dairy, uh, found a voodoo witch hunt. We've looked at St. Francis Dam. Just go check out his channel, like, subscribe. It's amazing. You'll love it. His content is awesome. It's something like you've you've never seen before. So check it out. He's great. Ricky Rockets Legend Tripping. Okay, we will do that. We'll do that. I went to our show. My husband is a drummer, Carrie Crutchfield, but we produced the Hollywood Drum Show for the past 20 years. Oh, nice. Except for the last two years. But pretty right. much everybody comes. He's probably been there. So Probably. he can come yes. Legend Trip at our drum show next time. There you go. <laughs> So you guys check it out. Legend Tripping with Rick Higgy Rocket and Lauren Parker. Well, we're we're in getting into holiday season. We're around and near probably when this airs just past Halloween. Any special plans for the season or anything that you did for this? Um, you know, we're we're just doing, I think, the kid thing this year and um probably gonna do hopefully a couple of panels here before the end of the year. That would be nice. Um get back out there and do I, I definitely want to do at least a local investigation um uh working on a um a new pilot with someone a paranormal true crime thing so we're trying to get that off the ground nice um, yeah it's going pretty well so far so um, paranormal and true crime the two most hottest things out there yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So we, you know, we're, we started with a cold case that actually has, you know, we thought it would be sort of just an open and shut easy first episode for us. And it's turned into something really pretty cool. So. Oh, yay. Well, I wish you the best with it. Um, yeah. So, so before we go, tell people how they can get a hold of you, how they can follow you, even where, I don't know if Taps West Coast, if they think they have a haunted house and they need you to come out. Absolutely. Or, or we, just the ferret kissing them. They, they <laughs> might that. <laughs> yes, her cameo. Uh, if, yes, you can always contact our team, Taps West Coast. We have a website. You can contact us through the website. We do not charge for our services ever. Um, if you're having an issue, even if we can't help you, we will direct you to hopefully someone who can. But we definitely will always do what we can to, to help. And just if you Google Taps West Coast, our 
website will pop right up and you can contact us through there and we yeah we'd love to help you if we can cool all right and for you if people want to follow you or find you yeah i'm i'm on all the social media stuff too lauren parker look me up hi everyone <laughs> yeah look her up like her follower because that's what we do in this world of 2022 um <laughs> so anyway this is awesome it is so great talking to you one-on-one -on -one versus a panel or talking to the dead i really really hold, hold open them out and feel out your house once we get through we get through the <laughs> once we get through the holidays um at least figure out who you live with Sorry. Sorry. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that would be great because you know it's been twelve years now, so it's about time I'd like to like to figure out who my imaginary my uh, invisible roommates are. You know. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Anyway, thank you, thank you, paranormal investigator, magical girl, all around ferret mom, <laughs> and and on human livings too. Yes, uh, and member of Taps West Coast, which we all know. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. It was so good to see you again. You too. You too. Thank you.